There are five and a half million jobs open in America, and it's time to get to work. At ExpressPros.com, you can apply for a new job today. Apply now at ExpressPros.com for skilled labor jobs like drivers, forklift operators, welders, and programmers, as well as administrative jobs, customer service, and accounting positions. Express also hires for positions in the medical industry, such as billing, coding, data entry, and record keeping. Each Express office is locally owned and operated and is invested in the success of their community. And 75% of the people who have a job are open to a new job or actively looking for a new job. With more than 770 Express locations, you'll find the nearest one at ExpressPros.com. There are no fees for job seekers, and with one application, you apply for a variety of top jobs in your community. Express takes pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Go to ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast, George and Ori with you. You know, we talk a lot about alternative medicine and things to help you, and we've got one of the giants in the field, Dr. Andrew Weil, graduate of Harvard College, Harvard Medical School. He's a professor of public health, clinical professor of medicine, and the Lovell Jones Professor of Integrative Rheumatology at the University of Arizona, as well as director of the University of Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine. He is also the editorial director of his website, which is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. It's drwild.com, and it's all linked up for you. The leading resource for healthy living based on the philosophy of integrative medicine, his book, his latest, Mind Over Meds. And, Doctor, it is a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. My mother who is 88 years old and an absolute fanatic on alternative medicine and health, for years has been sending me clippings and articles every time you're in a newspaper (laughs) or you do something with a newsletter. Glad to hear it. (laughs) It is something. So tell me, what what is this prescription drug epidemic is out of control, yet some people will swear by prescription drugs, other people say no. Where do we stand with that? You know, the, the rise in the use of medication, and it's not just prescription medication, it's over-the-counter medication as well, as well as all the dietary supplements and herbal products and natural things, that people are consuming just more and more and more of this. I grew up in the late 1940s, 1950s, and statistics are that Americans took prescribed medication at about 10% of the rate that they do now. Jeez. Uh, so, so it's gone up enormously. Now, it's, the problem is on... Both sides of the coin. This is all doctors know to do because they're trained to treat illness with medication. Medication is a valid way to treat disease, but it's only one of many ways of treating disease. Patients expect to be medicated. You know, I think if you told the average doctor to manage a case without giving a drug, he or she wouldn't know what to do. And if you told the average patient that a medical visit was not going to result in a prescription, they'd feel cheated and go to another doctor until they got something, mm-hmm. probably something they saw advertised on television. Why, why is it when we're in our earlier ages, 20s and 30s, most of us never had to take anything from a prescribed basis other than maybe an antibiotic or something like that? And then as you get older, you get in your 50s, you get in your 60s, it seems like you've got to take medicine for everything. How come? Well, there are age-related diseases. There are diseases, cardiovascular disease, um, neurological diseases, cancers that become much more prevalent later in life, especially after age 60. But, you know, there is a 
vast epidemic of drug taking among young people now, especially psychiatric drugs. And this goes down to grade school level of kids who are on antidepressants, antipsychotics, anti-anxiety drugs, drugs for ADHD. So it's, it's happening in all age groups. The uh, the work that you have done over the years has been remarkable. You're an MD, you're a medical doctor. How did you start thinking about the possibility of alternative medicine? You know, I think I came into the world this way. I, I have a lifelong interest in plants, something I got from my mother, which she got from her mother. That led me to be a botany major uh, as a Harvard undergraduate. That started me on a career interest in medicinal plants. I was interested in the mind, how the mind affected the body for as long as I can remember. I began reading about alternative medicine when I was in college, um, then meeting practitioners of it. And and uh, by the time I finished my clinical studies, I really felt that I hadn't learned how to keep people well. Um, you know, and I thought the main business of doctors should be to teach people how not to get sick in the first place. <laughs> and I also felt that a lot of the methods that I was taught were too dangerous, and particularly the use of drugs. And this is one of the big black marks against relying on medication alone is the amount of toxicity that we produce by it. Why does it seem that when some new drugs come to market, uh, and in some cases they get pulled, something horrible happens, or these unbelievable disclaimers, doctor, at the end of these <laughs> drug commercials, they're scarier than anything? Absolutely. And, you know, this is, I think people really need to be aware of the extent of severe toxicity from medication. Dr adverse drug reactions are the fourth leading cause of death in this country. Um, you know, you hear a lot of things about the dangers of herbal medicine. You can count the deaths from herbal products on the fingers of one hand. That's right. Year, and it's hundreds of thousands of deaths from, uh, from medication. That is scary. Uh, the subtitle of your book is critically important. The name of the book, of course, is Mind Over Meds, but the subtitle is Know When Drugs Are Necessary, When Alternatives Are Better, and When to Let Your Body Heal on Its Own. That's so important. How often will the body fight back on its own and heal itself? You know, my experience of my own body and that of working with many patients over the years is that the human organism has a tremendous potential for self-healing. Uh, it has the ability to know when it's injured, to repair itself, to self-diagnose, to regenerate tissue, to adapt to injury and loss. I think most people have way too little confidence in their body's healing powers. The fact is that most diseases end by themselves. There's a, there's a famous uh, adage in medicine that says that the main business of a doctor is to distract the patient while time heals the problem. The dangers of drugs you talk about used to treat common conditions. So we hear a lot about type 2 diabetes and other things like that. Tell me why you say the dangers of these drugs. Well, let me repeat, first of all, that drugs are a valid method of treating illness. You know, okay, I think understand. no responsible doctor would, would uh, deny the use of medication where it's appropriate. But I worry very much that when medication is used as a standalone treatment over time, that is for long-term treatment of chronic conditions, it may actually worsen the condition, uh, prolong it, intensify it. And this is because the body reacts against these drugs, and the body's reaction may get you into worse trouble than you had to begin with. So often for short-term management of conditions, medication may be useful, 
But as soon as you get improvement, it's worth trying to back off the use of it and find other methods to maintain the improvement. Should one try to go as natural as you can? It depends on the circumstances of illness, and ideally you want to have the advice of a, of a health professional who is trained integratively, that is, who knows the conventional approach and when to use it, but also is aware of other methods. For example, uh, lifestyle modification, dietary change can make a huge difference in many kinds of chronic conditions. Just a quick example, eliminating cow's milk in all of its forms uh, will often produce a complete remission of chronic sinus conditions. Um, we know, an anti-inflammatory diet, you can find information about that on the website, can produce remarkable improvement in uh, rheumatological conditions, autoimmunity, so that you need less medication and sometimes are able to get off medication entirely. There are natural remedies for common conditions. Hay fever, a you know, problem right now in many parts of the country, um, there is a, an herbal remedy called nettle leaf, nettle leaf, freeze-dried nettles. You can get it in capsules. It works better than any antihistamine I've ever come across, no side effects, whatever. Most doctors aren't trained in, in the use of it, so they can't advise patients about it. Well, that's interesting because medical schools that are pumping out these doctors, and, and, and I, I love modern medicine. I, I think sure. we're on the, you know, the forefront of all kinds of yep. great things, especially with stem cell research. But yep. They don't teach in school, medical school, supplements and alternative medicine, do they? Well, there are some things that I wouldn't consider alternative, like nutrition. Uh, right. nutrition, nutrition is foundational to good health, and it is really slighted in medical education. There's really no teaching about botanical medicine. There's very little teaching about mind-body medicine, a huge field that embraces things like uh, biofeedback, visualization, hypnosis. These interventions can be remarkably effective in many conditions. They're cheap. They don't cause harm. They're even fun uh, to do for both practitioner and patient, but they're not taught in medical schools. Doctors in general are not trained about the, the strength and weaknesses of systems like traditional Chinese medicine, uh, which can be very mm -hmm. useful for conditions like inflammatory bowel disease. The late uh, Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple Computer, had pancreatic cancer, one of the worst cancers you can get, and he went all natural and alternative. Did he make a mistake? Yeah, I think he went too far in that direction. I think, you know, he if, if I would have advised him to do conventional therapy first and then supplement that with uh, integrative approaches to reduce the toxicity of the conventional therapy, uh, and increase its efficacy and increase quality of life. So there's a real balance there, and this is why you need the advice of, of somebody knowledgeable in both worlds. Yeah. Do you trust Big Pharma? I mean, they're, they're out there to make a profit. <laughs> not, not, that's, that's putting it mildly. The markup on uh, prescription drugs is higher than on any other commodity in the market, and the companies justify this by saying they have to spend so much on research. But the amount they spend on research is insignificant compared to what they spend on advertising and promotion. And in general, I would say the companies vastly exaggerate the benefits of these drugs and vastly downplay their risks. How in the world does a pill target something specific that you take it for, whether it's to help your liver or your kidneys well, or your blood pressure? Well, this is a problem because most of the drugs that we have have many effects. And we, they're marketed and used for some specific action. And all the other actions are put in fine print under 
possible side effects. But, you know, for many people, the side effects may be the main event. So it's always important to remember that, you know, drugs have tremendously varied uh, effects in the body. They don't just have single actions. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.